This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, radio friends. How in the world are you? Yes, this is your friend, Dr. Cook, and I'm delighted for the privilege of sharing with you from the Word of God just for a few moments. Bless your heart. Thank you for being there. Thank you for your prayers and your love. Look now at Mark chapter 7. There came together unto him the Pharisees and certain of the scribes, which came from Jerusalem. And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is to say, with unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews, except they wash their hands oft, eat not, holding the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the market, except they wash, they eat not. And many other things there be which they have received to hold, as the washing of cups and pots, brazen vessels and tables. Then asked the Pharisees and scribes, Why walk not thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? He answered and said unto them, Well, hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites? As it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men, like the washing of pots and cups, and many other such like things ye do. Full well ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. And then he gives him an illustration. Moses said, Honor thy father and mother, and whoso curses father and mother, let him die the death. But ye say, If a man shall say to his father and mother, It is Corban, that is to say, a gift, by whatever thou mightest be profited by me, he shall be free. In other words, if you don't want to support your father, and you say, Well, I, 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 the money that I would give you uh, I've promised to God. Oh, you suffer him no more to do aught for his father or his mother. He's getting around it by a religion, a religious loophole. He said you, you make the word of God of none effect through your tradition, which ye have delivered. Many such like things do ye. Well, that's a long scripture reading, but we had to put it all together so he could think about it as a unit. Ah, uh, yes. They watched them. They saw some of his disciples eat bread with unwashed hands. Now, I think there's one thing we need to say to each other, and that is expect people to watch you. Don't get upset when you find that, that people are watching you and making comments about you. Because they do that. They do that. They they found fault with with our Lord because he healed on the Sabbath. And they found fault with the disciples because they were eating here without going through the ceremonial washings. They found fault on another occasion because the disciples on the Sabbath day, as they walked along, they were picking handfuls of grain and rubbing it in their hands to remove the chaff and then eating the grain. They were hungry enough to do that. You have to be pretty hungry to do that. As a boy, I used to walk along a wheat field, and, and when the wheat was ripe, I'd grab a few heads of wheat and rub the kernels in my hand to, and then blow away the chaff and then chew on that wheat. Uh, it was it was the nearest thing to chewing gum we had in those days. We were too poor to afford chewing gum. 
but it wasn't particularly uh, stimulating to my appetite. Anyhow, they did it and got criticized for it. So fault-finding. Always expect people to watch you. And another thing that will help you is expect the negative comments to outweigh the positive ones. If you're doing everything right, people generally keep quiet. It's when they differ with you on something that you'll hear from them. That's all right. You know, I've, I've learned that long since in being on the radio for many, many years. If things are going well and you're doing the right thing, you don't hear too much. Oh, now and then some thoughtful person will encourage your heart by telling you. But uh, it just just lets you split a, an infinitive or make the wrong statement about some ethnic group or whatever it may be, and boy, you'll hear about it. Well, that's all right. Expect it. Number one, be glad people think you're important enough to watch. Had you ever thought of it that way? Be glad that people think you're important enough to pay any attention to you. If you were just a blob on the landscape, they wouldn't pay any attention to you, so you must be worth something. You pastors who are listening to me, and I know many of you do listen to these broadcasts, bless your heart, and I love the pastor because I was in the pastorate full-time for 18 years. I know what you're up against. I know some of the thrills and blessings and joys as well as the heartaches of being in the pastorate. But don't don't get your, your back up, as we say, because people th- watch you and talk about you or talk to you about things with, with on which they differ with you. Expect that, because you're, you're somebody. You're important, my brother, my sister. You're important. You, you are God's representative to these people. And so expect people to pay attention to you. Expect them to watch what you do and how you do it. <laughs> I remember I was brought up short one day. This would be, I suppose, 20 years ago now. I, I, whenever I'm in chapel, in, or was in chapel in the college, I would sit on the platform along with uh, whoever was leading the meeting. And, uh, the, you know, that's the place where the president ought to be, I suppose. Well, there I was one day, and uh, it suddenly dawned on me that my, my glasses were so terribly dirty I could hardly see uh, the folk fidgeting on the back row, you know. And so absentmindedly I, I took my glasses and, and got my handkerchief and, and just cleaned my glasses. Well, I met some students in the hall immediately after the chapel service. And they said, you know, Doc, that must have been a pretty boring chapel. We thought it was, too. I said, well, I thought, it was. I, thought it was. I thought the man did well. He had a good message. Oh, they said, we know you were bored. I said, how did you know? They said, you, just, you sat there cleaning your glasses. <laughs> well, that taught me something. Don't do that again. I can't, I can't re- recall ever cleaning my glasses on the, on the platform since. <laughs> well, you learn as you go along. People watch what you do. Sure. Uh, why? Because you, you are somebody. You're important to them because you represent God to them. That's why. So expect people to watch you. Expect them to comment about you and learn from their comments. Don't fight your critics. You never learn anything while you're yelling at anybody else. Don't fight your critics. Learn from them. They might just be correct about something, you know, so you can learn. Okay? So they saw... Some of his disciples each eat bread with defiled, that is to say, with unwashed hands. They didn't go through the ceremonial washing when they came in the house or whatever it was. Well, there's a tradition, you see. 
They, they, except they wash their hands often. They don't eat, holding the tradition of the elders. Well, that's, that's a very good sanitary provision, isn't it? Of course. So there's nothing wrong with that custom. It says when they come from the market, except they wash, they eat not. Many other things there be. The washing of cups and pots, brazen vessels and tables, you've got to wash them all up and wash them often. That's fine. But when you let that sort of a custom run your life, then you're in trouble. It's, it's one thing to be clean. It's another thing to have a fetish of cleanliness. Uh, I think just now of a person who, whose name you would know, his name is a household word in, uh, in show business. He washes uh, umpteen times a day, changes his clothes many, many times a day, they say. Well, why? Well, that's just a thing with him. That's, that's part of what drives him. And uh, he doesn't have to, surely, but that's how it is. So when you let your tradition, when you let your custom or you let your, your, habi your habitual pattern, when you let that drive your life, then you're in trouble. So you learn the difference between having a good habit or letting the habit have you. See the difference? Learn the difference between having a good habit or letting the habit have you. What drives your life? Certainly you don't need to be a captive to the habit patterns and the traditions that people have set up. Now, what's the problem here? He said, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And that makes your worship vain. This is a frightening verse. I, I often look at it and it shakes me up. They honor me with their lips, but he says, in vain do they worship me, because they teach for doctrines. A doctrine is something you got from God. They teach, like truth from God, the commandments of men. You lay aside the commandment of God, and you hold the tradition. See? This is frightening. He said, in vain do they worship. Your worship isn't worth anything unless it's backed up by sincerity of heart and obedience in your performance. You want to think about that? Your worship isn't worth anything unless it is backed up by sincerity in your heart and obedience in your performance. He said, in vain do they worship me. Now, where does this start? You take God's doctrine, it's the truth that he gave you, and you set it aside in favor of something that you have thought up as your own habit pattern. He says in Isaiah 1, To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me? He said, I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts. I delight not in the blood of bullocks or lambs or eagles. Who required you to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. He said, Your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth, they are a trouble to me. I am weary to bear them. God gets tired of empty worship. Isn't that something? And then he doesn't hear the prayers that are offered in that connection. When you spread forth your hands, I'll hide my eyes from you. Yea, when ye make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil and learn to do well. Seek judgment and relieve the oppressed and judge the fatherless and plead for the widow. He says, you've got to straighten out your life before your worship is going to mean anything. 
Now, perhaps this very day, I'm talking to someone who's been very dutifully religious, and you've allowed that that schedule that you're maintaining, that busy religious schedule, you've allowed that to take priority over the most important part of it, which is your heart relationship with God and the matter of obeying him step by step as he leads you by his spirit and through his inerrant word, the Bible. Would you give thought to that? He says, in vain do they worship me. Your worship isn't worth anything unless it is backed up by sincerity of heart and obedience to God. How about that? Well, that's a, that's a solemn that's a solemn concept, but it's something that you and I need to be aware of because it's so very easy. If you're anything like me, and I think you are, it's so very easy to be caught up in doing good things and in thinking that that, then, is the essence of serving God. He doesn't need anybody to do anything for him. What he wants is people who are committed to him and who do what they do, then, as a result. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, says Paul, so that you do the good things because you're in touch with the good God. Well, we get at this again the next time we get together. Dear Father, today we ask that we may be the kind of people whose sincerity and who is whose obedience make our worship worthwhile. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.